0: Good morning, and welcome again to Antioch Community Church, Brighton. My name is John Lux, and I have the privilege of serving here as the Young Adult Coordinator. And before I start our message today, I want to talk about something that we have as a value here at Antioch Brighton. One of our values is patient apprenticing. And what that means is, uh, when we see character and gifting, we want to make space for people to grow, and we want to and we want to create environments where they can learn ministry skills. And so, I'm sure you all know Gene Kim. Uh, I initiated with Gene and said, "Hey, would you like to gain the skill of learning how to preach a Sunday sermon?" And so, over the last two weeks, Gene and I collaborated and both prepared this message in parallel. So. Uh, On the same YouTube channel where you're watching this video right now, uh, you can also find Gene's uh, sermon on this same passage. So I'd encourage you to check it out. Alright, now throughout the COVID-19 thing, you have heard and you will hear again the phrase, this is a historic time. You have heard and you'll hear again, this is a special time, a a unique time, a, a special season. And that's true. It really is true, but the thing about historic times is not to miss what God is doing during them. The thing about a historic time isn't to try to have been some kind of hero during them, but to have not missed the thing that God is doing during that time. And so what are we doing as a church? Well, right now we're studying our way uh, between Luke 24, the resurrection of Jesus, and Acts 2, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. And why are we looking at this? Well, part of the reason is because we don't want to miss what God is doing in the season that we're living through right now. And so let's look at Luke 24 through Acts 2 and say, what did it mean not to miss what God was doing in that time? because there are major parallels between what they lived through and what we're living through right now. It was a time when the early church withdrew, where their relational sphere and their sphere of influence became very, very small, and where they drew inward together and gave themselves to fasting and prayer and worship. And the thing that Jesus said to them, his don't miss it thing for that time, was this. He said, Go to Jerusalem and wait for the gift that my father has promised. That's what it meant in this time—not to miss the thing that God was doing. So, if this is a historic time, we need to take very seriously these words of Jesus. If we don't want to miss it in this own in this season for ourselves, because. At the end of the day, the bottom line is that we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. There's just no other way to say it. That personalities and and programs and plans are valid. Budgets are valid. They're an expression of our diligence before God. But at the end of the day, what we really, really need is the Holy Spirit. But the good news is that the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church at a time very much like this one. It was a time when they gave themselves to prayer daily and worship daily in the temple courts. And as much as we can, three times a day at a prayer, which is still going strong, we're giving ourselves to prayer. Similarly, fasting coming up on, on May 27th, we're, we're, we're gathering for another sacred assembly to seek God to ask for more of the Holy Spirit. And we're giving ourselves to three days of fasting that week, uh, the 25th, 26th, and 27th. The Holy Spirit was poured out on the disciples at a time just like this one. And if you just heard me say that we're asking for more of the Holy Spirit, let me say what I mean by that. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. And God is omniscient and omnipresent So the Holy Spirit isn't some places and not other places. The Holy Spirit is God. And so when we say that we want more of the Holy Spirit, the thing that we're asking for is that we would become sensitive and aware of the activity that the Holy Spirit is doing right now. Because in the passage that we're going to read today, Jesus ascends to heaven. So Jesus came to earth, he was on earth, and then he ascended to heaven. Jesus is in heaven right now at the right hand of God. But guess what? When God pours out the Holy Spirit in Acts 2, He's still on the loose right now. And what that means is you don't have to wait a second longer than you want to to ask God for more of the Holy Spirit. You don't need to wait for May 27th. You don't need to wait till Sunday. You don't need to wait till church services are back happening in Boston again right now the holy spirit is on the loose and he's ready to meet with us when we ask him all right let's take a look at our text here today Uh, this is coming to you from luke 24 verses 48 through 53 and acts 1 verses 6 through 12. and the context here for jesus words is he's just given the great commission and then these are his next words he says you are witnesses of these things meaning the resurrection and death of jesus I am going to send you, says Jesus, I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. And when he led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted lifted up his hands and he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. And then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. And then we pick up the story again in Acts 1, verses 6 through 12. It's a parallel from the same section. Then they gathered around him, gathered around Jesus, and said, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the othermost parts of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. And they were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the way you have seen him go into heaven. And then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. Wow. All right, so let me just say my favorite part of this passage (laughs) is when the disciples, right? So Jesus has gone up into heaven and they're just standing there like, uh, like totally slack-jawed, just gazing up into the sky. And the only thing that breaks the ice on this moment is that these two sort of angelic visitors walk up and they're like, hey, what are you doing staring up into the sky? Get going. Jesus told you to go to Jerusalem and wait. Get going. He's going to come back. Now you go and wait for the thing he promised. I just love that. It's like such this crazy like moment. If you can imagine watching Jesus ascend into heaven. And let's go back here to Luke 24. Look at this phrase. It It says, I am going to send you what my father has promised. What my father has promised. What an interesting way to characterize the Holy Spirit. Now, it says, stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Now, this question of, of feeling powerful and being clothed with power is, is something that I think about. Uh, and lately, if I'm being totally honest with you, I have not been feeling very powerful. Uh, staying in my house and interacting with people on little four-inch screens uh, at a time Uh it, it just, it, it makes me feel small. It makes other people seem small. It makes Christianity and church seem small. Uh, and one of the things uh, that uh, I sometimes try to do is if I'm feeling something negative, like feeling powerless, uh, I want to try and get myself in the mentality of thinking about not feeling so powerless. And so one of the things uh, I can confess to is that uh, I am really into the world's strongest man. Uh, it's this global competition. And, uh... <laughs> and later today, when I go to watch Gene's YouTube video, I can guarantee you it's, I, I'll click on it and it'll be over, and over here on the right it'll say, "Are you sure you don't actually want to watch this guy lift a thousand pounds over his head with one arm?" Uh, and the reason that I get into watching it is, is, is it gives you this sense of power, like, wow, a human being could become so powerful as to do that great feat of strength. But what does Jesus say is powerful? Well, Jesus says being clothed with the Holy Spirit is to be clothed with power from on high. Come on, that's what I want to get a piece of. I want to know the Holy Spirit in that way. All right, and so what does Jesus say about, about the time and the environment that he's creating where he's going to pour out the Holy Spirit? Well, he sends them back, uh, and, and what, is it that the, what is the first thing they do? It says that they worshipped him. Now, it says uh, they returned to Jerusalem. They were continually in the courts of the temple, praising God. They were worshiping Jesus. Now, prior to this, there are moments of worshiping Jesus in the New Testament. But this is the beginning of every day worshiping Jesus. So that doesn't wait until Acts 2. They start right now, worshiping Jesus. And we know that they gave themselves to prayer and to fasting. Jesus, when he was on earth, he was like, "Uh uh-uh, no fasting. My disciples are with me. It's party time. But when I am taken up, that's the time for fasting. And so we know that the disciples are giving themselves to fasting during this time. All right, so that's what Jesus is doing. It's about worship and prayer. It's about fasting. And the other thing Jesus says that this season is about, is about waiting. Now, I don't have a good way of pumping you up for waiting, but that's what Jesus says for the disciples to do. He doesn't say, go immediately and fulfill the Great Commission. He says, don't do that. He says, whatever you think you're going to do, don't do it. What I want you to do is wait for the gift that my Father has promised. And it's hard to get excited about waiting. Actually, waiting is itself always hard. And, and just over the last couple of weeks, having so many conversations with different people, talking to someone who's, who's having to wait to get married because of the COVID-19 crisis, talking to someone who has to wait to start a job until the COVID-19 crisis is over, having, someone having to wait to finish school until the COVID-19 is cri- crisis is over, and, and talking to someone who had to wait in order to be with their dying relative because of the COVID-19 crisis. Guys, waiting is hard. It's really hard. But Jesus said to the disciples, go and wait for the gift that my Father has promised. And that gift is still at large in the the world right now. We can have the Holy Spirit right now. But there was something to that time where Jesus said to wait. But look what happened when they waited. When they waited in that place of worship. When they waited in that place of Jesus revealing the scriptures to them. When they waited in that place of fasting and prayer. Look what happened. The Holy Spirit was poured out on the church. And then everything was full of power. And if our relational sphere seems small, and if our sphere of influence seems small, and if we feel insignificant, maybe the thing that we're longing for is to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's the question for us. What does it look like for us to wait? Not because we have to, but to wait on purpose and give ourselves to it, just like the disciples did. To to give ourselves to reading the scriptures, seeking God, to prayer and fasting and what does it look like to not do that alone? How can you reach out to other people to fast together? How can you reach out to other people to pray together? How can you reach out to seek God and wait and contend and seek the power of the Holy Spirit with other people? And hopefully you can seek it with me too. I'll see you on the journey.